Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Carabao Cup, third round, Wednesday, 26th of September, 2018. Arsenal v Frankfurt. Kickoff, 7.45pm. Contents. Manager. Captain. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Emil Smith-Rowe. The Academy. Visitors, Brentford. Life at the top. Arsenal women. My story. My Arsenal. Teams. Head coach, Unai Emery. Info, born. Honda Daribia, Spain, November the 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager. Lorca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. The boss discusses the key moments of Sunday's win. Sunday's victory was a very important one for our team. During the game, Everton had some moments. We needed our goalkeeper to stop their attacking moments and we needed our strikers to score our attacking moments. We wanted to control the game more in the first half because we didn't have the ball like we wanted to. We conceded two or three important chances to Everton, but we spoke in the dressing room about stopping their attacking opportunities with better positioning on the pitch at half-time. Also, individually, each player helped to push more in the second half. I think we only conceded one chance from a free kick, which Pedacek saved very well, and there were no more in attacking moments. We played well, and in the last minutes we defended very well, especially near our goalkeeper and in our box. I'm very happy with the goalkeepers who are working with us, Emmy, Bount and Petter. Petter has a lot of experience and quality. He started the season very well, and we think he's giving us the performances we want. On Sunday, he showed us that he's very good and continuing to work hard with this spirit every day. For the other goalkeepers, it's the same. They're doing very well and are working very hard to make sure they're ready to give the team their best performances. 
I'm a little surprised that there have been a lot of questions over Petter. In pre-season and also in the first matches with us, he's played with good performances. Bount will also improve with us and learn about this competition here. For him, he's also doing very well and benefiting from working every day with a goalkeeper like Petter. He's learning from him, giving him experience, and he's watching him in games like against Everton. Leno is a younger goalkeeper, and he's coming here with a big future. But now, it's a very competitive position, and Petter is very important for us. We've won five matches in a row now. To keep the run going, and to make sure we have a successful season in all competitions, we will need every player. Tonight I'm going to prepare the best performance for us, but I'll be giving chances and opportunities to the players who are playing less in competition, and maybe the young players can have opportunities to play in this game. If I think it's the best for us to give them this opportunity of starting in the first 11, the first thing to help get the best performance is thinking about winning for every player. I have looked at the championship and know it's a very tough division. There are many good teams and it's certainly a competitive league. Brentford are a very good team with very good players. They are very organised and will make it difficult for us tonight. For us, this is a different challenge, but one that we must embrace. We want to do as well as we can in all competitions, and that means total concentration and focus on every match. Enjoy the game. From Emery Angle. Every matchday programme, we provide extra insight into the life and times of our head coach. After Une's spell playing for Toledo, outlined in the Everton programme, he headed for another second division outfit, Racing de Ferrol, for the start of the 2000-2001 season. He played two seasons for the side based in La Coruna, playing 61 games in all and scoring seven goals, all in the second season, by far the most he scored in any season as a professional player. Maybe he took penalties, we'll ask him. Perhaps the most significant event of this time with racing happened during his first season, when he played alongside striker Pablo Villanueva, who had joined from Real Madrid. The two obviously found a common footballing bond and philosophy, as today you will find Pablo on the Arsenal training pitches in his role as first-team coach, a position he also held with Unai at Sevilla and Paris Saint-Germain. Extra, extra! An Arsenal manager stroke head coach welcomes his Brentford equivalent to North London for the first time in 72 years tonight. Harry Curtis's bees travel to play George Allison's Gunners on October the 12th, 1946, just Arsenal's fourth game back at Highbury since the resumption of football after the war. The match ended 2-2 with Reg Lewis and Jimmy Logie scoring for the home team. Unai was speaking to Josh James. The captain, Lauren Kajoni. The skipper on the winning run and looking forward to the start of another League Cup campaign. Today is the start of a new competition this season with the visit of Brentford at Emirates in the Carabao Cup. I've always liked the League Cup. It offers a different perspective with teams that you are not used to playing against. A special atmosphere with both sets of fans who are usually really up for it. And it's also a great opportunity for younger players to get some experience and have a chance to showcase their talents with the first team and in big stadiums. The game tonight emphasises all of that. We've not faced Brentford since 1947. 
It is a London derby and it is always exciting to play against a team like that for the first time. They will bring 9,000 fans to the Emirates and they're clearly up for it, which is fantastic. I was talking to Leica and Alba the other day about them. We played them during pre-season and the boys were really impressed by the way Brentford played against us. They have a nice style of football, which is a good thing for us and for the way we also play. It should be a very interesting and open game. Brentford have some really good players. They have a great scouting network and find some players that you might not have heard of, but who perform really well for them. Neil Maupay is a perfect example. He is French, and I remember when he burst onto the scene in France, scoring in Ligue 1 at 16 for Nice. His development then stalled, mainly through injury, but he's doing so well now in the Championship for Brentford. The League Cup is a special competition for me. I remember we beat Tottenham in extra time in my first ever game, which was fantastic. But there's another match from early in my Arsenal career that I think is the most unforgettable, and I don't think anyone else connected with Arsenal could forget it either. Yes, you've guessed it. It was away at Reading in October 2012, when we won 7-5 after extra time. I scored an own goal. We were 4-0 down after 35 minutes, and somehow we managed to pull off one of the greatest comebacks the club's ever seen. One of the best ever comebacks, full stop. At half-time, we were 4-1 down, and we just told each other it can't get worse. Let's go back out there, let's up our game, and let's see what happens. I scored at the right end in the 89th minute to make it 4-3, and Theo amazingly took it into extra time in injury time. Then, one of the funniest moments that I have witnessed on a pitch happened. Olivier Giroud and Francis Coquelin thought the game was over and we would play a replay like in the FA Cup. So they threw their shirts to our fans in the away end before asking for the shirts back so they could play the period of extra time. It was so funny. We won in the end, although extra time was also epic. It was such a crazy and unique game, and that's why we love football so much, unless you were a Reading fan on that night. I enjoyed the win against Everton on Sunday, not only because it's our fourth league victory in a row, which is great for our confidence and momentum, nor because we kept a clean sheet for the first time this season, but because I liked the spirit showed by the team, the collective strength, the togetherness. We stayed strong in the first half when we were not playing great. Then we put in more intensity and rhythm after the break, with more movement too. And that's how we won the game. Peter showed why he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Lager scored a screamer as well. I told you in my notes the other day how sharp he was this season and how strong he looked. He showed it again with his goal. I'm not sure about his celebration, however. It was clearly a reference to his best mate, Samuel Umtiti, who does the same celebration when he scores. They're young and a bit crazy. I pretend I don't approve, but it actually makes me laugh. Losing Socrates early was a blow, but Rob did very well. He's a real talent, such a complete defender. Now he needs to convince himself that he can reach the next level, that he's good enough to be a starter at Arsenal. It's all about his confidence, self-belief and being able to play with more maturity, calmness and freedom. I'm sure he'll get there, and playing regularly will help him. Finally, I saw Thierry Henry and his son pitch side after the game on Sunday. My son Noah was with me and the boys had a little kick around on the grass together. And it was funny to see a young Kajelny and young Henri playing at the Emirates. Who knows, maybe one day in 15 years' time, they'll be playing there for real. Thanks for your support. Laurent was speaking to Julian Lawrence. Info, born Toulouse in France, September 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Juingom, Tours and Lorient. 
Arsenal debut versus Liverpool away in the league, August 15th, 2010, drew 1-0. First Arsenal goal versus Bolton Wanderers at home in the league, September 11th, 2010, 1-4-1. Arsenal honours, FA Cup winner 2014, 2015-2017, Community Shield winner 2014 and 2015. Voice of Arsenal Junior Gunners Junior Gunner Takeover You may see some fresh faces pitch side this evening because 13 Junior Gunners have won a competition to be matchday employees. From mini kit managers to mini groundkeepers, mini social media managers and mini stadium control coordinators, you'll see them all around the stadium today. Each Junior Gunner sent in a video application answering interview questions to determine which job they'd be best suited to carry out tonight. Winners were then selected at random from all the entries and are here today. The Junior Gunners team run a lot of competition throughout the year, but this is certainly one of their favourites. If you see any of the Junior Gunners conducting their duties today, give them a wave and send a photo through to at Junior Gunners on social media. The JGs taking part and their roles tonight are as follows. Thomas, age 10, mini kit manager. Leo, age 9, mini groundskeeper. David, age 13, mini stadium control coordinator. Millie, age 13, mini social media manager. Harvey, age 15, mini club photographer. Cecily, age 8, mini matchday director. Sean, age 11, Mini Club Reporter. Cozy, age 11, Mini Director's Box Host. Louis, age 12, Mini Ball Squad Manager. Evie, age 9, Mini Experience Manager. Finn, age 13, Mini Matchday Show Director. Kian, age 15, Mini Camera Operator. Chloe, age 11, Mini Pitch Side Host. On this day, 1938, we won the Charity Shield, beating Preston North End at Highbury. 1998, Paolo Di Canio pushed referee Paul Alcock over in our game against Sheffield Wednesday. 2012, Olivier Giroud scored his first goal for us in our 6-1 League Cup win over Coventry City. Coming up, Saturday, we host Watford in the Premier League at 3pm. Monday, the under-23s are away at Leicester City in Premier League 2. Premier League Stats 2018-19 Clearances Shkodran Mustafi, 42 Socrates, 27 Hector Bellerin, 20 Nacho Monreal, 15 Granit Xhaka, 9 Tackles 1 Matteo Guendouzi, 9 Shkodran Mustafi, 7 Lucas Torreira, 5. Nacho Monreal, 5. Aaron Ramsey, 5. Hector Bellerin, 5. Assists. Aaron Ramsey, 2. Lucas Torreira, 1. Granit Xhaka, 1. Alexandra Lacazette, 1. Hector Bellerin, 1. Alex Uwobi, 1. Henrik Mkhitaryan, 1. Shots. Aaron Ramsey, 6. Alexandra Lacazette, 6. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 5. Shkodran Mustafi, 4. Nacho Monreal, 4. Disciplinary Rules 
Yellow cards picked up in the Carabao Cup only apply to this competition and do not carry over to the Premier League. After two yellow cards in the Carabao Cup, a suspension will be served for the next round. The cut-off for receiving a sanction as a result of accumulating cautions is following the completion of the quarter-final ties. Dismissals will still result in suspensions being served in any domestic competition, i.e. if a player is sent off in a league match the weekend prior to a Carabao Cup round, their suspension starts immediately. 100 Gran Congratulations to Granit Xhaka, who made his 100th appearance for the Gunners in our 2-0 win over Everton on Sunday. The Swiss midfielder has scored 8 goals in those 100 appearances, 91 of which have come from the start. Since making his debut against Liverpool in August 2016, Xhaka has barely missed a match. He's on a run of 57 consecutive Premier League games, stretching back to February 2017, and was our only ever-present player in the competition last term. He is the 218th player in Arsenal history to reach a century of appearances. No extra time tonight. At its 2018 summer conference, EFL clubs have voted on a number of rule changes to this season's Carabao Cup competition, including the removal of extra time. The rationale put forward by the EFL is that withdrawing the additional 30 minutes of play would directly address any additional fatigue issues that are occasionally caused when the midweek ties go beyond the traditional 90-minute period. A statistical analysis was presented that demonstrated how almost 85% of matches ended in normal time over a three-year period, without the additional period being required, and as a result, clubs have supported the new approach. In the event that scores are tied after 90 minutes, penalty kicks will be taken immediately to determine a winner. However, the format of penalties in the competition will revert to the traditional format after EFL clubs trialled the ABBA concept throughout the 2017-18 season. This will be applicable in all EFL competitions. Bag it. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner, Puma, are giving away Arsenal shoulder bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Is Brentford in North, South, East or West London? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at AFC Programme. All entries to us by Friday, October 5th, please. One entry per person. VAR in use tonight. VAR will be used in this season's competition at all fixtures played at a Premier League stadium and therefore will be in operation tonight. Fourth round draw. The draw for the next round of the Carabao Cup will take place on Saturday, September 29th, live on Quest on the EFL's Highlights programme. The draw will take place at 9pm with the scheduled programme extended by a further 15 minutes to accommodate the draw. Quest is a free-to-air channel, Channel 37 on Freeview, that broadcasts EFL highlights. The fourth round matches will take place during the week commencing Monday, October 29th. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Ahmed Bashir Moalim, who went above and beyond with his programme selling skills against Everton recently. George deservedly won a Puma jacket and we'd like to thank him for his sterling efforts on the evening. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk. Report it. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. 
If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a match day steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Ref Watch Mike Dean This afternoon's referee is Mike Dean from the Wirral. Mr Dean is an official plenty of you will know well, not least because he has taken charge of 13 of our matches since the start of the 2014-15 season, as well as the recent Arsenal Legends match against Real Madrid at Emirates Stadium. Want to see our recent record with Mr Dean? Here you are. 2014-15 Arsenal 1, Manchester United 2, Premier League, 2 yellow cards. Manchester City 0, Arsenal 2, Premier League, 3 yellow cards. Arsenal 2, Middlesbrough 0, FA Cup, 1 yellow card. Burnley 0, Arsenal 1, Premier League. Manchester United 1, Arsenal 1, Premier League. 2015-16, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 0, Premier League, 3 yellow cards, 2 red cards. Arsenal 0, Hull 0, FA Cup, 2 yellow cards. Sunderland 0, Arsenal 0, Premier League, 4 yellow cards. 2016-17, Arsenal 0, Middlesbrough 0, Premier League, 1 yellow card. Stoke City 1, Arsenal 4, Premier League, 2 yellow cards. 2017-18, Arsenal 4, Leicester City 3, Premier League. Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 0, Premier League, 4 yellow cards. West Bromwich Albion 1, Arsenal 1, Premier League, 3 yellow cards. Played 13, won 6, drawn 5, lost 2, goals for 18, goals against 10. Arsenal yellow cards 25, Arsenal red cards 2. Player interview. Emil Smith-Rowe Smith-Rowe's Stack, born Croydon, July 28th, 2000. Joined Arsenal, under-10s, summer of 2009. Joined as a scholar, summer 2016. Signed pro, July 2017. Arsenal debut v Vorskla at home in the Europa League, on September 20th, 2018, 1-4-2, international experience, represented England under 16, 17 and 18s. Having the talent is one thing, being able to make the most of it is another. Academy graduate Emile Smith-Rowe has not been afraid to express his natural ability and for that he thanks his coaches and the Arsenal fans. I am a shy person, on and off the pitch, says the 18-year-old. I feel that it's only been in the last couple of seasons, and especially this year, that I've truly begun to express myself freely on the football pitch. My coaches recognised that I'm quite reserved, and they spent time trying to help build up my confidence so that I play freely. The coaching team have also spent a lot of time trying to develop my approach, technique and attitude. 
I really appreciate all the time that the head coach and his team have given me. The fans have been great too. They always encourage me. And when I made my Europa League debut as a sub against Vorskla, the reception I received was unbelievable. I always get nervous before any game, continues the South Londoner, whether it's under-18s, the 23s or the first team. And as soon as I stepped onto the pitch, the crowd made me feel I belonged. And I wanted to repay that and create something for them and the team. I didn't feel inhibited at all. And Unai Emery told me to just get on the field and play naturally. I appreciated all their support. And with the fans, I feel indebted to them. I remember after the game, as my dad and I were driving home, there were fans lined up along the side of the road, waiting for pictures and autographs. My dad told me to pull over because I had a duty to give back. I signed autographs and took pictures and thanked as many as I could. I don't think fans fully realise how they can help players perform, and I really appreciate how they have supported me. Emil has been a regular presence in first-team training since he shone on the Gunners' pre-season tour this summer. It's a dream come true for the youngster, who has developed through the ranks of the Arsenal Academy. I've always been an Arsenal fan, and going on tour with the team to Singapore was unbelievable. Also, to score the equaliser against Atletico Madrid was fantastic. The players were really good to me on tour, and have been ever since. I've really been welcomed into the group. I remember feeling a little nervous when I walked into the dining hall after the Madrid game and saw a chair in the middle of the room, he smiles ruefully. I had a feeling that I would be called up to sing as an induction into the squad. Every player does it, but I had nothing prepared. Then my name was called up. I got into the chair and started singing Sorry by Justin Bieber. Within 10 seconds of starting, the whole room joined in and any nerves I had disappeared. They helped me bond with the team even more and is a memory that I will keep forever. Emil received another boost immediately after the tour when he was asked to sign a contract extension, barely a year after signing his first professional deal. That showed me that the club had faith in me, he says proudly. We also spoke about my development and the boss was clear that I remain at the club and not go on loan. He said that I would have opportunities and that was music to my ears. I played in the Europa League and hopefully might get an opportunity against Brentford tonight. They are a good side. We know that after playing them in pre-season. They are a strong championship side and play decent football. I expect it to be a good game, but they will make it difficult for us. I would love to play. It's a strange situation for me because I know I have to be patient as I'm very much on a learning curve. But having had a taste of first-team football, you want more. That said, I simply enjoy playing football. I love every second on the pitch. It doesn't matter if it is for the under-18s, under-23s or the first team. The fact that I'm playing the game I love for my team is something I feel so happy doing. Emil was part of the England squad that won the under-17 World Cup and although he was not involved as much as he would have liked, it was still a great experience. It was useful for me to be involved, to support the players on the pitch when I was not playing, and winning the tournament was fantastic for us all, says Emil, who joined the academy as a 10-year-old. 
My priority is Arsenal, but if I'm called up into the England setup again, it would be good to be involved in the under-19s European Championships this year. I think the England setup is moving forward, and I would like to play an active part. Emil played mostly on the wing as a schoolboy. Great pace, passing and crossing ability worked well for him, but in the last two years, he's moved more centrally and been a revelation. I have played on the wing, but the coaches brought me into a more central position, he explains. I played as a four and an eight, and also in the number 10 role, which I enjoy the most. I like to drive towards goal with the ball, and think my range of passing and awareness has developed too, he explains. Fans will remember the run he made for the youth team against Blackpool last season, which led to him being compared to Kevin De Bruyne. That's a nice compliment, laughs Emil. He's a great player. I'm only at the start of my career. And I hope that there are similarities, but there are differences too. I like to think that I have my own style of play, which is still evolving, but I definitely like taking up the positions that De Bruyne does. Hopefully, more opportunities will come this season so that I can show what I can do for the team. Stars of the Future, Arsenal Academy, Match Reports, Under-23s and Under-18s keep up good form. Team Group, Ultimate Arsenal Squad Pick, Best of Enemies, Could Pleggy Meet Sergi Tonight, Latest Academy Grad, Smith Rouse, Emil Stone. In every programme this season, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Arsenal Academy, Under-18 Premier League, Saturday, September the 15th, London Colney. Arsenal 1, Greenwood 45th minute, Southampton 0. Summer signing, Greenwood scored first Arsenal goal. Swanson saw red on the hour mark. Okonkwo denied Robsey from the spot. Sam Greenwood scored his first goal for our under-18s as we ran out 1-0 winners over Southampton at London Colney. We started brightly, but it was the visitors who carved open the game's first opportunity. Jack Bycroft played an inch-perfect pass into the path of Enzo Robize on the right wing, but while Zach Swanson tracked the long ball and attempted to dispossess the Southampton winger, he mistimed his challenge and the referee pointed to the spot. Robize stepped up to take responsibility from 12 yards, but Arthur Okonkwo produced a stunning diving save to keep the score level. Cornelius Hansen's fizzed effort from the edge of the box then sailed narrowly past the post, before Robbies failed to hit the target with a right-footed strike from inside the six-yard box. Another let-off for the young gunners. But Southampton would go into the break, ruining their missed chances, thanks to Greenwood's fine finish on the stroke of half-time. Our 16-year-old forward, who arrived at the club from Sunderland in the summer, received the ball on the edge of the box from a floated corner delivery, took a touch and found the net with a powerful half-volley. We emerged as the stronger side in the opening exchanges of the second half, only for Swanson to see red on the hour mark for a second bookable offence, though it looked like a case of mistaken identity. 
the Saints went on to apply pressure for the remaining half-hour, with Chris Norton coming closest for the visitors from six yards out. But Mark McGuinness was there to make a goal-line clearance and secure our fourth win from five under-18 Premier League fixtures. Being able to dig in when things are tough, that's what's going to take them forward in their careers, said Kwame Ampadu after the match. Today was about the boys learning to win games. Can you win games not just when you're playing well and dominating, but when you've got to scrap, dig in and fight? All of those elements were there today. Arsenal 11, Okonkwo, Daly Campbell, Spencer Adams, McGuinness, Swanson, Smith, Cotterell, substitute 65th minute, Matthews, substitute 46th minute, Clark, Musa, substitute 86th minute, Greenwood. Subs, Hein, Martin, Alebiosu, 86, Flaherty, 46, Lopez, 65. Premier League 2, Monday, September 17th, Ewood Park. Blackburn nil, Arsenal nil. Gilmore sent off just three minutes into the second half. Iliev made a number of fine saves. Willock had a late chance to secure all three points. Our under-23s extended their unbeaten run to four Premier League 2 fixtures, despite going down to ten men early in the second half at Ewood Park. It was the hosts who started out on top with Dejan Ilyev being forced into a number of early saves. Willem Tomlinson's curling effort from the edge of the area was parried to safety, before Jack Rodwell's towering goal-bound header was denied by an instinctive save. On the half-hour mark, Dan Butterworth slipped Joe Nuttall through on goal, but once again Ilyev was quick to clear the danger. Freddie Lundberg would have hoped to see his rotated side impose themselves on the Rovers' defence after the break, but just three minutes into the second half, Charlie Gilmore was shown a straight red for kicking out at Lewis Travis. Captain Joe Willock then fired wide from 25 yards before Tomlinson's effort from the edge of the box was held well by Ilyev. But while the game remained goalless, there was plenty of drama in the closing stages. Hayden Carter saw red for hacking down Willock on the edge of the box in the 85th minute, and just moments later, Willock failed to capitalise on a golden opportunity to seal all three points. Our number eight raced into the box and fired at goal from close range, but Andy Fisher made a stunning save to keep the score level. Freddie Lundberg would have been desperate to record his third consecutive Premier League 2 win but given the circumstances on the night, he was encouraged by what he saw at Ewood Park. We had five or so 17-year-olds starting, and we had mostly defenders on the bench, said Lundberg after the final whistle. Some of the boys for Blackburn were much, much bigger, but they didn't fear them, and they were very good. I'm so proud of them. For the boys to play 40 minutes with one man less and still create two clear-cut chances, they did very, very well. Sometimes you have to see the circumstances and go with it. I spoke to the players in the second half and we still tried to play out from the back with one man less. I said to them that if they're able to do that with one man less, then we should be even better when it's 11 against 11. There were a lot of good things to take out of it, even offensively. 17-year-old Bukeo Saka was given the nod to start by Lundberg, following impressive substitute appearances in recent weeks. 
It's been tough because I had to get used to the intensity, said the versatile youngster. But that's why I've been working hard every single day at the training ground, and I'm ready for it. It's a new formation that the manager is playing, so I've just had to adapt to it. Anywhere I can play in the team, I'm happy to do it, said the talented youngster. Arsenal 11. Ilyev. Oleinka. Substitute 82nd minute. Medley. Ballard. Bola. Gilmore. Willock. Burton. Saka. Coyle. Substitute 63rd minute. John Jules. Subs. Hine. Olowu. Substitute 82nd minute. Omole. Clark. Smith, substitute 63rd minute. Arsenal Academy, Emile Stone moment. Congratulations to Emile Smith-Rao, who became the 859th player to represent our first team when he came off the bench against Vorskla in the Europa League last Thursday. Speaking after the match, Emile said, I've been an Arsenal player since I was nine years old. I've been here for half my life so to make my debut was just an unbelievable feeling. It's a crazy feeling to have played. I'm going to give my shirt to my mum. Check out the Checker Trade Trophy, EFL. Can we build on our Coventry win? Know your Checker Trade eligibility rules. Our Checker Trade Trophy campaign began with a convincing 3-0 victory at Coventry City earlier this month, with all of our players involved also eligible for our under-21s. The competition rules and regulations state that we must field a minimum of six players in our starting lineup who played at under-21 level as at June 30th, 2018. Teams may only include two players on the team sheet aged over 21 who have made 40 or more senior appearances as at June 30th, 2018. A senior appearance will be defined as having played in a professional first-team fixture. A non-playing substitute does not count. Our next Checker Trade fixture is on October 30th, away at League Two side Cheltenham Town, before we finish the group stage at Forest Green Rovers a week later. Arsenal Academy, road to the first team. When Emil reminded us recently that he's been at Arsenal since the age of nine, we decided to have a look back through our archive and dig out some pictures from his formative years at the club. We found this, a shot from a very young Emil's under-12 squad picture. Thursday's debutante is pictured fourth from the right in the back row. And Emil isn't the only player still at the club to feature in this snap. Under-23 regulars Danny Ballard, furthest left back row, Rice Nelson, second from the right back row, and Robbie Burton, front row, third from the left, are pictured too. We are the Arsenal. We held our annual first-team photo call at London Colney last week, and for the first time ever, the picture included our under-18s, under-23s, our women's side and Une Emery's squad. The photo depicts the following. Back row, left to right, Louise Quinn, Victoria Schnaderbeck, Emma Mitchell, Kim Little, Jordan Nobbs, Danielle Carter, Beth Mead, Tabea Kem. Carl Jakob Hein, Dan Iliev, Tom Smith, Bernd Leno, Sari van Wienendal, Petr Cech, Pauline Peyraud-Magnin, Emiliano Martinez, Daniel Barden, 
Arthur Oconquo, Jessica Samuelson, Kate McCabe, Leah Williamson, Daniela van der Donk, Leah Walty, Cohen Brammel. Middle row, left to right. Joseph Oluwu, Gideon Zelalem, Nathan Tormi, Tolaji Bola, Viviane Midema, Lisa Evans, Dominique Bloodworth, Emile Smith-Rowe, Eddie Nicotia, Joe Willock, Danny Welbeck, Carl Jenkinson, Matteo Guenduzzi, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Sead Kolasinac, Alex Iwobi, Julio Pleguezuelo, Jordi Osaitutu, Ben Schaefe, Toby Omole, Zek Medley, Charlie Gilmore. Front row, left to right. Robbie Burton, Constantinos Mavropanos, Rob Holding, Lucas Torriera, Socrates Papastathopoulos, Alexandre Lacazette, Shokdran Mustafi, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Mesut Ozil, Aaron Ramsey, Joe Montemuro, women's team manager, Unai Emery, men's team head coach, Freddie Lundberg, under-23s head coach, Kwambe Ampadu, under-18s head coach, Laurent Koscielny, Granite Zucker, Nacho Monreal, Enrique Mkhitaryan, Hector Bellerin, Mohamed Elneny, Stefan Licksteiner, Daniel Ballard, Dominic Thompson. Seated on the floor, left to right. James Oleinka, Tyrese John Jules, Bailey Spencer Adams, Vonte Daly Campbell, Harry Clark, Mark McGuinness, Matt Smith, Josh Martin, Stan Flattery, Ben Cottrell, Sam Greenwood, Bukeo Saka, Joel Lopez, Ryan Alebiusu, Matthew Dennis, Trey Coyle, Folarin Balogun, Arsenal Academy, Football Friends, Julio Plegatuelo could be set for a special reunion this evening. Pleggy, who has sporadically trained with the first team this season, came through the youth team at Barcelona together with Sergei Canos and has previously named the Brentford midfielder as his best friend in football. The duo, who were born within a week of each other, both left Barcelona in 2013, with Pleggy joining us and Canos moving to Liverpool. After a short loan spell at Norwich City, Canos joined Brentford on a permanent basis, having previously spent the 2015-16 season with the Bees. He goes into today's match closing in on 100 Brentford appearances. The Academy alumni, John Torrell, tracking down a former Academy player as they make their mark elsewhere in professional football. Former Gunners Dan Bentley, Nico Yanaris, and Josh Da Silva are all returning to Emirates Stadium this evening. And they aren't the only ex-Arsenal players to have made the move to Griffin Park in recent years. Midfielder John Torrell was a key part of the B-side that reached the Championship playoff semi-final in 2014-15, making 37 appearances in all and scoring six times. John, best friends with Hector Bellerin, went on to spend the following season in the Championship too, this time with Birmingham, where his excellent performances saw him named both Supporters Player of the Season and Players Player of the Season, while also winning the club's Goal of the Season award.
Further loan moves to Granada and Rangers followed, before John returned to the championship when signing permanently for Hull City in the summer of 2017. John has been a regular fixture in the Tigers' midfield, scoring his first goal for the club in February in a 2-0 win at Nottingham Forest. Words, Nick Bromsack, Aidan Small, Nick Bromsack. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Visitors, written by Mike Hammond and Nick Brumsack. Brentford. An in-depth look at tonight's opposition, including the latest news from Griffin Park, the key players, historical info, loads of stats and some eclectic facts. Under Dean Smith's tutelage, Brentford have earned many plaudits for both the style and the substance of their football. They're largely unchanged this season from the side that finished ninth last term. French marksman Neil Maupay has been making big waves with his prolific goal-scoring of late, while Ollie Watkins has also found the net consistently, and young defender Chris Mepham's reputation has been growing with every game. A good season so far could get even better if the bees buzz again tonight. Under former manager Mark Warburton, they won promotion from League One in 2013-14 and enjoyed an excellent debut season in the Championship, finishing fifth and reaching the playoffs, where they were beaten 5-1 on aggregate in the semi-finals by Middlesbrough. In every season since then, the Bees have finished in the top half of the division, and on the evidence of their excellent start, a place in the top six next spring is very much in their sights. Brentford have made an encouraging start to the 2018-19 season. Flying high in the Championship, Dean Smith's enterprising team have also made it through to Carabao Cup ties to book tonight's prestigious date with Arsenal. It's the first official encounter between the two London teams since 1947, although they actually met in a behind-closed-doors pre-season friendly at London Colney this summer with the Bees triumphing. It goes without saying 
that the B's top priority for 2018-19 is to win promotion to the Premier League and thus return to the top flight of English football for the first time in 72 years. The club's only spell in the old First Division straddled the Second World War from 1935 to 47. They've been up and down the lower divisions of the Football League since then, but for the past five seasons they've been playing their trade and plying it well in the Championship. The West Londoners will be hoping to repeat that feat this evening and get through to the fourth round of the League Cup for only the third time in their history. Their only previous third round successes came in 1982-83 when they ousted Swansea at this stage and in 2010-11 when they knocked out Everton on penalties only to go out on penalties to eventual winners of the competition Birmingham City. Brentford's two ties this season have brought victories against Southend, 4-2 away in round one, and Cheltenham, 1-0 at home in round two. For both of those matches, manager Smith rested the majority of his first choice eleven, but it seems likely that he will call on a greater number of his tried and tusted favourites for tonight's game, despite the fact that the club have two big championship fixtures at home in the next six days against Reading on Saturday and Birmingham next Tuesday. The Breakdown Enjoying another impressive season in the Championship, taking on Premier League opposition will hold few fears for Dean Smith's bees. Film stars, our opponents in the legendary Arsenal Stadium Mystery, a 1939 film, were the mythical Trojans, all of whom were played by Brentford players. The prospect, number six, Chris Mepham, born Hammersmith, 5th of November 1997, Previously with no one else, games 34, goals 1. On the books of Chelsea as a schoolboy, Chris found favour later on at the Brentford Academy, making his way up into the first team last season, which he ended as a full Wales international, having previously captained the under-21 side. An assured central defender who can also slot in at the right back, he has reportedly attracted the interest of several Premier League scouts. This season he's been a regular in Brentford's defence, which has remained virtually unchanged from one league game to the next, and he also started both of Wales's first two UEFA Nations League matches this month alongside Aaron Ramsey. The ex-gunner number one, Dan Bentley, born Basildon, 13th of July 93, previously with Southend and Braintree on loan. Games 100, goals none. Daniel learned his trade at the Arsenal Academy, which he joined at the age of eight, Released in 2008, he joined Southend in his native Essex and in time became the Shrimper's first-choice goalkeeper, starring in the club's 2014-15 season League 2 playoff final against Wickham at Wembley, where he saved two spot kicks to help his team to promotion. Having turned down a move to QPR that summer, he joined Brentford on a four-year deal 12 months later and made his 100th appearance for the club in the recent one-all draw at Ipswich. Like many of his teammates, he's yet to appear in this Carabao Cup run. Overland and sea. Brentford owner Matthew Benham is also majority shareholder at Danish side FC Midtjylland. The Bees include three Danes, Emiliano Marcondes, Henrik Dalsgaard and Madsbeck Sorensen in their first team. The World Cup star, number 22, Henrik Dalsgaard. Born Rome in Denmark, 27th of July 1989, previously with AAB Alborg and Zulte Waregem, games 40, goals 1. And ever present at right back for Denmark at this summer's World Cup, starting and finishing all four matches against Peru, Australia, France, and Croatia. Henrik gained his 16th cap in the recent Nations League win against Wales. The 29 year old has been a Brentford player since the summer of 2017, enjoying a fine 
albeit injury-interrupted debut season. He made his name with AAB, helping the Jutland team win the Danish League and Cup double in 2013-14. He was also a trophy winner during his one season with Zulti Varagem, lifting the 2016-17 Belgian Cup after a penalty shootout win in the final against Ostend. Be prepared. Henrik Dalsgaard was alert from kick-off on Saturday, scoring after just 44 seconds for Brentford against Derby County, the fastest goal in the Championship all weekend. Dean's debut. Despite playing 686 games for Walsall, Hereford, Leighton Orient, Sheffield Wednesday and Port Vale, and presiding over 401 games as manager of Walsall, now Brentford, that's 1,087 matches in all, Tonight's game will be the first time B's boss, Dean Smith, has been involved in a match against Arsenal in his footballing career. Seven Sinners Brentford's record of five wins, three draws and two defeats against Arsenal in their history makes them members of an exclusive group of seven in domestic football of teams with a positive record against the Gunners. The full list is as follows. Manchester United, Arsenal wins 81, draws 50, defeats 96. Liverpool... Arsenal wins 78, draws 60, defeats 86. Notts County, Arsenal wins 19, draws 7, defeats 20. Walsall, Arsenal wins 6, draws 3, defeats 8. Arsenal wins for Brentford, 2, draws 3, defeats 5. Peterborough, Arsenal wins none, draws none, defeats 1. And Tranmere, Arsenal wins none, draws none, defeats 1. Welcome home. Three members of Brentford's first-team squad, Daniel Bentley, Josh De Silva and Nico Yeneris, were all in the Arsenal Academy before joining the Bees. Josh De Silva made his debut for Arsenal in this competition last season against Doncaster. Last match. The Championship, Saturday, September 22nd, Derby County 3, Brentford 1. The scorers for Derby County, Wilson in the 14th minute, Nugent in the 21st and Mount in the 28th. For Brentford, uh, Dalsgaard in the first minute. The team for Brentford then, Bentley, Mepham, Dalsgaard, Jeanvier, Barbet, McLeod replaced by Yeneris in the 76th minute, McEachern replaced by Makuccio in the 65th minute, Sawyers, Malpay, Watkins, Benrama replaced by Kenos in the 64th minute, subs not used, Daniels, Consa, and Goyo, Odobajo and Judge. The goals. Number nine. Neil Maupay, born Versailles, France, 14th of August 96, previous with Nice and Saint-Étienne and Brest on loan. Games 53, goals 21. A former France youth international, Neil joined Brentford in the summer of 2017 and claimed 12 championship goals in his debut season, one more than in the previous campaign, which he spends on loan at French Ligue 2 side Brest from Saint-Étienne. The 22-year-old striker looks sure to increase his output significantly this term, a goal at Ipswich last week, lifting his haul to eight in his opening six league games. Neil showed high promise early in his career at Nice, for whom he made his debut at 16, only to have his progress delayed by a serious knee injury. Number 11, Ollie Watkins. Born Newton Abbott, 30th of December 95, previously with Exeter and Western Supermare on loan, games 56, goals 15. Devon-born Ollie came up through the ranks at Exeter City, establishing himself as one of the club's chief assets during a 2016-17 campaign, in which he played 52 games and scored 16 goals. That form triggered a move to Brentford for a reported £1.8 million, and he enjoyed a fine first season for the Bees, striking 10 goals in the Championship. 
A creative support striker who can also play out wide, the 22-year-old has made an excellent start to the new campaign, scoring in each of the opening three league games, plus the winner at home to Nottingham Forest. The new boy, number 26, Edsri Konza, born Newham, 23rd of October 97, previously with Charlton, games eight goals none. A fringe member of the England squad that won the FIFA Under-20s World Cup last year in South Korea, Etri also helped his country's Under-21 side win this summer's Toulon tournament. Born in East London to African parents, the young defender made the short trip across the Thames to begin his career with Charlton, breaking through into the first team in the 2016-17 season, at the end of which he was voted the club's Young Player of the Year. After another impressive campaign with the Addicts in 2017-18, he left to join Brentford, where he rapidly established himself as a central defensive linchpin. The playmaker, number 10, Josh McEachern. Born Oxford, 1st of March, 93, previously with Chelsea, Swansea on loan, Middlesbrough on loan, Watford on loan, Wigan on loan and Vitesse on loan. Games 81, goals none. Ex-Chelsea Academy, Josh was given his chance in the Blues' first team by Carlo Ancelotti in the 2010-11 season, making appearances in both the Champions League and Premier League. But after repeatedly going on loan, he departed Stamford Bridge for good, his next permanent port of call being Griffin Park, where he arrived on a four-year contract in July 2015. Injuries have disrupted his time at Brentford, but he's been fighting fit this season as the team's midfield general and will be eager soon to end a long wait for his first senior goal. Mascot to midfield. Nico Yenaris, who made his who made four first team appearances for us, was previously our mascot before a game against Coventry City on September sixteenth, two thousand. The comeback kid, number eighteen, Alan Judge, born Dublin, Republic of Ireland, eleventh of November, nineteen eighty eight. Previously with Blackburn, Plymouth on loan, Notts County, and Blackburn. Games one hundred and twenty four, goals twenty four. Formerly with Notts County and Blackburn, Allen became a Brentford player in January 2014, helping the club win promotion from League One at the end of his first half season. He was to enjoy a bittersweet 2015-16 campaign in the second tier, scoring 14 goals from midfield, but ending the campaign with a broken leg from which he took almost two years to recover. The Republic of Ireland international, who scored the winner in June 2018 friendly against the USA, has mostly been a sub this season, though he started against Southend and Cheltenham. The boss, Dean Smith, born March 19th, 1971. Games 139, previously with Walsall from 2011 to 2015. A journeyman pro in the lower echelons of the Football League with Walsall, Hereford and Leighton Orient, before a brief taste of second-tier life with Sheffield Wednesday, Dean's fast earning himself a reputation as one of the brightest English managers operating outside the Premier League. After serving Walsall dutifully as a manager for almost five years, he became Brentford boss on November 30th, 2015, and has won the acclaim of partisans and neutrals alike for his team's entertaining football, not to mention three top ten finishes in the championship for a club whose budget is dwarfed by many teams in the division. Michael Cox's scouting report. Brentford are likely to play typically fearless football on their first visit to the Emirates. When Arsenal are drawn at home to lower league sides in the cup competition, they often face a predictable tactical challenge, facing a deep and narrow defence. The game becomes an exercise in breaking down a parked bus. Brentford, however, are a very different type of side. They've demonstrated an admirable commitment to possession play over recent seasons and are flying high in this season's championship under Dean Smith, 
recording impressive numbers in terms of possession, shots and most importantly points. Smith and his players will consider tonight an opportunity to underline their technical talent, take on the opposition in a good open game of football and prove they're capable of competing with a Premier League side. They might well be playing 38 games against top flight sides next season. Smith is unlikely to waver from his 4-2-3-1 formation this evening and the main goal-scoring threat will be young Frenchman Neil Mopé who offers pace to go in behind the opposition defence and is scoring at a goal a game so far this season. His finishes have tended to be from close-range positions, almost always with his right foot. Brentford's downfall last season was their poor finishing, but Malpay's output so far in 2018-19 suggests that won't be a problem this time round. Malpay will be supported by three technical talents. Out wide, Saeed Benrama is the type of tricky winger that Algeria have specialised in producing in recent years, while Ollie Watkins offers pace, power and a long-range goal-scoring threat. In the middle, Romain Soyers is an elegant distributor capable of dropping deep to contribute in build-up play or pushing forward to support Malpay. Sergi Canos is another option, a typically neat, technical and quick Spanish player. Deeper in midfield, former Chelsea starlet Josh McEachern has been enjoying an excellent campaign so far, pulling the strings in a calm, composed passing role. And his confidence in possession will be crucial in Brentford's attempts to play through Arsenal's press. His partner, Lewis McLeod, has recovered from a couple of serious injuries to play a consistent role, with Kamahilo Mokocho a more defensive option and Arsenal youth product Nico Yeneris sometimes featuring from the bench. In defence, Brentford are notably committed to playing out from the back, particularly through centre-back Chris Mepham, who's constantly linked with a Premier League move and is impressed for Wales' senior side. Etri Konza, an England under-21 international, is also a serious prospect, a tall and quick defender, capable of becoming a complete centre-back. The full-backs are more workmanlike, with left-back Johan Barbet considered the side's leader, while right-sided Henrik Dalsgaard boasts experience having played at the World Cup with Denmark at 29. He's by far the oldest player in this side. Goalkeeper Daniel Bentley is generally a fine shot-stopper, although he's conceded a couple of sloppy goals this season. The breakdown. Stats. Season 2018-19. Goals. Neil Maupay, 8. Ollie Watkins, 4. Lewis McLeod, 2. Henrik Dalsgaard, 1. And Sergi Canos, 1. Assists. Neil Maupay, 3. Said Benrama, 3. Ollie Watkins, 2. And Lewis McLeod, 1. Shots per game. Neil Maupay, 3.9. Ollie Watkins, 2.7. Sergi Canos, 2. Lewis McLeod, 1.8. Saeed Benrama 1.6 Tackles per game Yoan Barbet 3 Josh McKickerin 2 Louis McLeod 1.9 Enrique Dalsgaard 1.8 and Chris Meppen 1.6 Petter Check Life at the Top Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country but how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out. When did you first want to become a footballer? Well, I think to someone who lives in England it's a bit difficult to explain because when you grow up in Czech Republic it's literally only worth it if you manage to play in the top league. The career in football is very short so you need to make sure that you end up in the top league otherwise it's not as bright as people might think. My first target was always education but at the same time it was football. 
I received my first call-up to the national team at under-15s, and I think that was the first moment that I realised, OK, I have a chance. What was your first encounter with football? The 1990 World Cup in Italy was the first that I remember, and we were watching the Czechoslovakia team, as it was at the time, getting to the quarter-finals and losing to Germany. It was the first time that I fell in love with the atmosphere of the World Cup, big games and all the excitement that goes along with it. I was eight years old and I was already playing football. It kind of clicked together and ever since then I watched every game on TV, every big tournament and every big game. It was always a must-watch. Were you always a keeper? No, I started as a midfielder or as a left winger and I always wanted to play ice hockey, so just to try and see the difference between an ice hockey goal and a football goal, I went in goal at the end of the sessions when we could swap places. I was probably eight and a half when we had a game where our goalkeeper didn't come and somebody had to go in goal, and because my coach had seen me in training a few times, he picked me. Our goalkeeper coach saw the game and wanted me to be a goalkeeper, but my coach wanted me to carry on playing in midfield. Do you remember your first game? I was eight, so it was a very long time ago, but I remember I played well because we were against older opposition and were supposed to get thrashed, but in the end it was quite a reasonable score. For someone who'd never played in goal before, it was a pretty interesting debut. I just remember that I turned up the next day for the training session and suddenly the goalkeepers called me over and said, no, no, you don't go over there anymore, and this is where it all started. What were the early moments that shaped your career? The first hard decision I had to make was when I was 16 and I played in the European Championships for the under-16s. I didn't have a contract at the time, but then suddenly a team came and offered me a contract. My teammate from the under-18s was in the national team, which was one year older than me, and you always think that it's going to be difficult for both of you to break into the first team, because it's very rare that you have an 18- and 17-year-old goalkeeper put together in the team. So when this opportunity came, I had to make the decision whether I wanted to go with my hometown and the team that I trained with ever since I was seven, or if I change. In the end, I went to the club that was in the top division, and they had really good coaching staff for working with younger players. And that was Schmel Bolzani. Yes, we didn't have the money to bring in players, so the concept of the club was to take talented players from the national team or bigger clubs on loan. That's why the coaching was good. The only difficulty was that there was no reserve team and the youth team didn't play in a top league. So when I was 17 I trained with the first team and sometimes had to play in the youth team games to get minutes under my belt. It was one of the hardest decisions to make but it was the best because it showed in the future. What was it like when you moved to Rennes in France? When I moved to France I suddenly went to a completely different level and started playing for the national team. The advantage was that I won the European Championship with the under-21s in the same year against France in the penalty shootout. That is what probably opened the door for me to go to France. The next step was the move to the Premier League. It all started going in a different direction for me in France and the dream came true to come to the Premier League when I was 22 in 2004. Coming to the Premier League at this age, you have a lot of pressure and you need to make sure that you do the right thing, you're prepared and you train well. I was in very hard competition with Carlo Cudicini. He was the fans' favourite and he won the Golden Glove the year that I arrived, so it was not going to be easy. I played in the first Premier League game of the season against Manchester United and everyone was surprised to see me in the starting lineup instead of Carlo. I had to deliver. 
How important was your debut? These games are the ones where you need to make sure you start well. You need to show that you've come here, you know what you're doing, and you're deserving of your place in the team. I was fortunate enough to win titles, doubles and cup finals, as well as the Europa League and Champions League, but it always starts with that one game. Have you ever fallen out of love with the game? When I had my head injury there were a lot of things going on, but I think the love for the game helped me to recover and get me back on the playing field. Football has so much to offer, there's always another game and opportunity where if you do the right thing, you might have another chance. You have to always believe that there's another chance for you to win. Has anything surprised you about being a professional footballer? The surprising factor is that everybody knows about football and everybody speaks about it, but you slowly realise that only a few people really understand what it takes to be at the top. Would you do anything differently if you were a child again? I think I should have been less serious about it. When you're a kid, sometimes you should have that moment of being a kid and enjoying it more, but I had a clear idea of what I wanted, and I expected everybody to go at full steam, which is what I was always going at, and at that age it's very unique. Will you encourage your kids to go into football? I think everybody has their own journey, wishes, dreams and ideas, and I think you should always follow your dream. You should not do it because you are told to do it, usually it comes from the heart and what you really want. This is the driving force for going through difficult moments. It's their choice, their dream, and they should have that choice to do it. Arsenal women. A comfortable win over Yeovil and a titanic battle to beat West Ham. Women's Super League, Wednesday, September 19th, at Dorchester Town. Yeovil Town, nil. Arsenal, seven. Arsenal, Periord Magnin, Samuelson, Quinn, Bloodworth, Mitchell, Walty, substitutes Williamson, 68th minute, Nobbs, Little, Van der Donk, substitutes McCabe, 46th minute, Mead, substitutes Evans, 74th minute, Meadema, Sub not used, Van Wienendahl. Arsenal scorers, Nobbs in the 5th and 76th minute, Mead in the 20th minute, McCabe in the 52nd minute, Mayadema in the 54th minute, Bloodworth in the 80th minute and Little in the 89th minute. Arsenal followed 5-0 and 9-0 wins over Liverpool and Lewis respectively with a 7-0 trouncing of Yeovil Town. Jordan Nobbs opened the scoring early on, then turned provider for Beth Mead to double their advantage on 20 minutes. Yeovil held out until the second half before a quick-fire double from Katie McCabe and Vivian Mayadema got the ball rolling again, with further goals from Nobbs, Dominique Bloodworth and Kim Little put Arsenal top of the WSL. Women's Super League, Sunday, September 23rd at Meadow Park. Arsenal 4, West Ham 3. Arsenal, Periord Magnin, Williamson, Quinn, substitute Evans, 71st minute, Bloodworth, Mitchell, Walty, Nobbs, 
Little, Van der Donk, McCabe substitutes Mead in the 71st minute, Mayadima. Subs not used, Van Wienendahl, Kaiken, Samuelson. Arsenal scorers, Van der Donk in the 12th, 41st and 62nd minutes, Little in the 73rd minute. West Ham scorers, Longhurst in the 9th and 17th minute, Rafferty in the 86th minute. The remain top of the Women's Super League, but victory over West Ham was undoubtedly the toughest assignment of the season so far. Despite a promising early spell, it was the visitors who opened the scoring through a counter-attack. Alicia Lehman burst down the left wing and delivered an inch-perfect cross to the back post, where Katie Longhurst had the simple task of heading home from close range. We equalised less than three minutes later through star of the show Danielle van der Donk, who finished from inside the six-yard box following a goalmouth scramble, but parity was short-lived. Longhurst pounced on a loose ball inside the area and found the top corner for her second of the afternoon, following a stunning recovery save from Pauline Periord-Magnin. Jordan Nobbs then found herself one-on-one with Rebecca Spencer, but the Hammers' shot-stopper was equal to her driven effort. We continued to apply pressure as we pushed for an equaliser, and with less than four minutes remaining of the first half, Emma Mitchell's corner caused havoc in the box, and van der Donk fired home from close range again. The second half was a cagey, primarily midfield battle, until Vivian Meadema found a yard of space inside the box on the hour mark. The Netherlands international turned, saw her efforts pushed behind for a corner. Shortly after, van der Donk was once again the first to react inside the box, completing her hat-trick with another close-range strike. The 27-year-old has now scored 20 goals for the club since joining in November 2015. We continued on the front foot and in the 73rd minute extended our advantage through Kim Little, who charged at the Hammers' defence before firing superbly into the bottom left corner. Claire Rafferty pulled one back for the visitors with four minutes remaining on the clock, but our defence stood strong to secure all three points. The foundations of this club's success. The Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Olden Garden, a green space near Emirates Stadium that gives local residents and workers an opportunity to escape from the urban jungle. Dr Jill Keown tells us how the money has been used. My story. I've been on the Gardens Committee for 15 years and am the membership secretary. I was a GP, but I'm retired now, so I spend a lot of time in the garden. I'm there every day. The garden was created around 1986 by local residents. It was owned by the railway and was originally a woodshed, but now it's the most beautiful garden on the embankment behind Drayton Park. One side is a community space and the other is allotments, 
which are maintained by the council, but the garden itself is maintained purely by volunteers such as myself. We have a key-holding membership, in part so that children aren't at risk near the railway line, and it's open to anyone who lives and works in Islington. It's very accessible and is great for people in the local flats who don't have a garden, so it's used by old and young and is particularly popular with couples who have young children. It's a wonderful resource where you can enjoy nature and listen to the birds. It's two acres and you can't see a single brick. We have an orchard where we also grow vegetables and woodland with a log circle where children can sit and play in groups. We also have a kitchenette and a toilet. That enables us to hold a lot of community events and garden parties throughout the year, such as Midsummer, Christmas and Diwali. And it's a great way of bringing the community together. I find myself saying hello to people non-stop when I'm walking down the street because I've got to know so many through the garden. We also support local groups. The City of Islington College used the garden for people with learning disabilities and Age Concern run gardening lessons here. It's a huge benefit to lonely elderly people, just as it is for young mothers who can feel very isolated when they give up work to start a family. We do have support from other organisations such as Cripplegate, Waitrose and the Islington Initiative Fund, and that helps us to maintain the gardens and buy things like tools but we're very grateful for the support of the Arsenal Foundation when we renovated the woodland area. And we do promote that support on plaques around the garden. I have to say we suffer from crowds and litter in our gardens, but I have two sons and grandchildren who are all Arsenal fans, and the club is much loved by most of the people here. We're a lot happier when they win, but we're also happy for the help and support the Arsenal Foundation gives to local charities. For more info, visit www.oldengarden.org. The Arsenal Foundation, registered charity number 1145668. For you by you. My Arsenal. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Email program at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. This time it's Kieran from Hungerford. Age 16, the junior gunner is matchday reporter at Hungerford Town FC. Why are you an Arsenal fan? Well, my dad is, so I was engrossed from an early age. First game, Arsenal 7, Newcastle 3. A Theo Walcott hat-trick and I saw the players come off the team bus. Favourite game, Arsenal 2, Barcelona 1. Fantastic atmosphere and we beat one of the best Barcelona sides of all time. Matchday routine before kick-off. A look round the shop, then into the stadium early to soak up the matchday experience and read the programme. Furthest you travel to watched Arsenal play. Swansea for an FA Cup third round tie in 2013. Whose name and number is on your shirt? I've got this year's Arsenal shirt and thinking of Utsil or Abameyang to match my Dortmund Abameyang shirt. Do you have an Arsenal cult hero? Martin Keown, he always gave his all in terms of passion and commitment. Best Arsenal goal you've seen live? Kieran Gibbs versus Swansea, a magnificent volley from a Giroud dinked pass. Have you met any Arsenal players? Lots at a JG Christmas competition in 2016. Utsil, Ketch, Zaka and others. Also when I won a competition to be match photographer for the Zay. Which player would you most like to go for dinner with? 
Peter Ketch, as I've met and spoke with him before, and I know we'd have lots to talk about. You can erase one Arsenal moment from history, the game against Man United that ended the Invincible campaign. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history, which would it be? I never went to Highbury, so it would have to be the final game of the Invincible season against Leicester City to see us lift the Premier League title and remain unbeaten for the entire season. My top five favourite players. One, Dennis Bergkamp, moments of inspiration and surprise. Two, Robert Pires, majestic feat creating loads of chances. Three, Thierry Henry, goal scorer and icon. Four, Santi Cazzola. Just loved him as a person, including his long shots. Shame he left in the summer. And number five, Ian Wright. Bundle of enjoyment and another great goal scorer. Teams. Arsenal. Head coach, Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts, red and white socks. One. Petr Cech, goalkeeper, 6-0. 2. Hector Bellerin, 6-0. 4. Mohamed Elneny, 1-0. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos, 7-0. 6. Laurent Kozielny, 7. Enric Mkhitaryan, 4 plus 2, 1. 8. Aaron Ramsey, 5 plus 1, 0. 9. Alexandra Lacassette, 3 plus 3, 2. 10. Masut Ozil, 5 plus 1, 2. 11. Lucas Torreira, 2 plus 5, 0. 12. Stefan Lichsteiner, 1 plus 1, 0. 14. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, 7, 4. 15. Ainsley Maitland Niles, 1, 0. 16. Rob Holding, 1 plus 1, 0. 17. Alex Iwobi, 3 plus 1, 1. 18. Nacho Monreal, 6, 1. 19. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper, 1, 0. 20. Shkodran Mustafi, 6, 1. 23. Danny Welbeck, 1 plus 4, 2. 25. Carl Jenkinson. 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper. 27. Konstantinos Mavropanos. 29. Matteo Guendouzi, 5 plus 1, 0. 31. Sead Kolasinac. 34. Granit Xhaka, 6, 1. 49. Eddie Nketiah. 55. Emile Smith Rowe, 0 plus 1, 0. Brentford, head coach Dean Smith, brown shirts, shorts and socks with orange trim. 1. Daniel Bentley, goalkeeper, 9, nil. 2. Moses Odebaju, 3. Rico Henry, 4. Lewis McLeod, 8 plus 1, 2. 6. Chris Mepham, 10 plus 1, nil. 7. Sergi Canos. 5 plus 5, 1. 8. Nico Yanaris, 3 plus 5, nil. 9. Neil Morpé, 7 plus 1, 8. 10. Josh McCreekin, 9, nil. 11. Ollie Watkins, 9, 4. 12. Kamahelo Makocho, 
3 plus 6, 1. 14, Josh De Silva. 17, Emiliano Marcondes. 18, Alan Judge. 2 plus 6, 0. 19, Romain Sawyers. 9, 0. 20, Josh Clark. 2, 0. 21, Saeed Benrama. 7 plus 4, 1. 22, Henrik Dalsgaard. 9, 1. 23, Julian Janvier. 3 plus 1, 2. 26, Esri Concer. 8, 0. 28, Luke Daniels, goalkeeper. 2, 0. 29, Johan Barbe. 9 plus 1, 0. 32, Rhys Cole. 33, Marcus Fors. 3, 1. 34, Mads Beck Sorensen. 1, 0. Officials. Referee Michael Dean. Assistant referees Darren Can, Daniel Robothan. Fourth official Andre Mariner. Fixtures. Today's other third round fixtures. 7.45pm unless stated. Liverpool v Chelsea. Nottingham Forest v Stoke City. West Ham United v Macclesfield Town. Tottenham Hotspur v Watford. 8pm. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. Know the score before you apply. See the MBNA credit card you are eligible to apply for. One quick form, get a response in minutes. All without affecting your credit rating. Try CleverCheck, the MBNA eligibility checker. mbna.co.uk slash arsenal. The credit cards are issued by MBNA Limited. Registered office, Stansfield House, Chester Business Park, Chester, CH49QQ. Registered in England and Wales under company number 02783251. Authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. MBNA Limited is also authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority under the Payment Services Regulations 2009, register number 204487 for the provision of payment services. Creditors available, subject to status only to UK residents aged 18 or over. Calls and online sessions, for example, completing an application, may be monitored and or recorded for quality evaluation, training purposes and to ensure compliance with laws and regulations. Visit our new Highbury store, arsenaldirect.com. On sale now. Free £10 gift card on orders over £40. Terms and conditions apply. EA Sports. 
FIFA 19. FIFA official licensed product. Pre-order now. 28th of September 2018. 3. Registered trademark. www.pegi.info. EA Sports. Registered trademark. Frostbite. Registered trademark. EA Sports. Premier League lead partner. Copyright 2018 Electronic Arts Inc. EA, EA Sports and the EA Sports logo are trademarks of Electronic Arts Inc. Official FIFA licensed product. Copyright FIFA and FIFA's official licensed product logo are copyrights and or trademarks of FIFA. All rights reserved. Manufactured under license by Electronic Arts Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.